0: Hello and welcome to episode two of the CG Business Advisor podcast, brought to you by CG Tax Audit and Advisory. I'm your host, Scott Seidenberg. and Thank you for tuning in to our first episode dealing with the CARES Act. For those who have not heard episode one yet, it is available wherever you get your podcasts from, or simply check it out at cgteam.com. A reminder, be sure to subscribe to the CG Business Advisor wherever you get your podcasts from to make sure that you get each new episode downloaded directly to your mobile device and give us a rating and review as well. Episode two is titled Business Development in a Pandemic, and with everything that's been going on in 2020, we can all use some helpful tips to grow our businesses both now and in our post-pandemic environment. Our featured guest today is David Hang, a YouTuber, blogger, podcaster, public speaking, motivational coach, and mentor who is currently an account executive for LinkedIn Learning Solutions, as well as a life coach at Kizen Coaching. Hang is also a board member for Cheers for Charity, a group that creates community through helping support nonprofits through fundraising by building a network and helping create connections and an associate board member at the Orphans Futures Alliance, a charitable organization focusing on providing orphans in East Asia with access to quality primary, secondary and post-secondary level education in their communities through fundraising activities, initially in the New York city metropolitan area and eventually in other areas of the United States. Prior to joining LinkedIn, Davidson served as a sales representative for several software and HR platforms, including Trinet, SHI International, Cheetah Digital, and AlphaServe Technologies. Also coming up, we'll be joined by CG Marketing Manager Daniel Bagginski, who's going to share some insights from a webinar that was conducted last week on the importance of digital marketing in this current pandemic. But first, we welcome in Davidson Hang. Davidson, it's my pleasure to welcome you in to the CG Business Advisor podcast. Thanks so much for giving us a couple of minutes here. Hey, Scott. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you. Uh, tell me about LinkedIn Learning Solutions. What exactly is that, and what's your specific role with the company? Yeah, so
1: so LinkedIn bought a company called Linda uh, for $1.5 billion. So, so basically... You know how everything is converting over to virtual. Think of it as like a, a like an online university where you can learn like business, creative, any type of training you want. We have so we have sixteen thousand courses,
0: and uh, it's like one of LinkedIn's four biggest products. Uh, it's really interesting. We'll circle back to uh, the services that LinkedIn provides in, in a couple of minutes, but I wanted to ask you specifically: How have you personally seen? different business strategies sort of evolve since COVID started? Oh, wow. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a pretty loaded question.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, certainly, you know, LinkedIn works with so many different businesses. So at a macro level, we, we do see there are certain industries that are thriving much more than others, right? So anything that like technology obviously is doing well, biotech is doing well, you know, like retail obviously is not doing well. So It's for us, you know, being able to see all the different job postings, like we we get to see on a a macro level, like which companies are hiring and which companies aren't. So it's interesting to
0: see the trends. Mm -hmm. And are you seeing more of the trends lean towards digital um, in terms of businesses that the way that they operate, you know, brick and mortar is kind of fading now, whereas jobs that can be done remotely uh, seem to be the ones that are hiring. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I think that this, in a way, this accelerated that. I knew it was going to happen eventually, right? As as we become more, I mean, so LinkedIn's owned by Microsoft, so Microsoft Teams, uh, which is a like a, a virtual collaboration tool, is is killing it right now. Mm-hmm. So you know, our C, our CEO just talks about how this accelerated that and in a way it's cool because people are starting to realize that you don't necessarily need to commute like especially people that have to commute an hour into the office like like i work in the empire state building mm-hmm. normally so you know most of our employees commute sometimes 45 minutes to an hour and people are just as productive at home so we're definitely starting to see that trend i
0: hear the lunch there is fantastic though <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah we have good lunch we, we it's funny we have like pastry chefs that win awards so we're very lucky here
0: everyone's waiting to go back to the office uh what are what are some strategies that you would advise people on in order to help grow their businesses given the circumstances that we're dealing with now we mentioned you know remote work but since we're going virtual i guess it's it's through zoom meetings and different type of conference calls i mean your reach can expand because you're not limited to in-office meetings
1: I think companies used to be restricted to, you know, companies that are local. I I do notice like even as a global company like LinkedIn, where we have offices all over the world, I I do notice myself partnering and collaborating with a lot more folks in Dublin and San Francisco and Toronto. So back when I was in the Empire State Building, we had a a, a thousand employees just in New York. And I, I tend to try to stick to just collaborating with partners in New York, but I have noticed like ever since this happened in March, I'm much more collaborative and I'm more likely to partner with uh, folks in San Francisco. So I have noticed a huge shift. So similarly, you're, you're no longer restricted to just people that are local. I, I do notice like a lot of the companies that are, that are doing well are quick to adopt um, a new strategy and they're, they're quick to adjust.
0: Are you seeing that with networking as well in addition to not just the way that people are working but the way people are networking?
1: Yeah, I think from a hiring talent perspective, a lot of my clients are saying, "Oh, we used to only hire people in the tri-state or with you know that are within 1 hour driving distance, but a lot of companies now they they see that the talent pool is is a lot bigger, so they're starting to hire all across the US and Actually, that, that's better, especially for companies that have really specific roles that, you know, there might not be as many candidates that are local to them.
0: How Davidson, and we're talking to Davidson Hang, who uh, is an account executive with LinkedIn Learning Solutions, as this is the CG Business Advisor podcast. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And Davidson, how has social media impacted the way that businesses are developing and reaching new clients during the pandemic?
1: Yeah, I do think whether you like it or not, social media will be here. So if you really know how to leverage it, you know, for instance, I have a buddy who is really, really good with Instagram. He gets like 60% of his business. He's an acupuncture Mm -hmm. artist, and he gets actually most of his business through Instagram, which is surprising. So people that companies that know how to leverage that, people that know how to leverage Google reviews or any sort of social media, Will be able to thrive because if if you don't, you know, you're losing a a big segment of the population. So it is smart to cover your bases and, and still have multiple strategies so that you're not
0: putting all your eggs in one basket and new media podcasting we're on this podcast right now i think this is uh, one of the one of the great ways to reach out to existing clients uh, and new future prospects as well uh with the way that everyone's consuming media these days i think podcasts are a great uh, way to attract new business
1: yeah i mean like joe rogan is like isn't he like a he's filthy rich just from that spotify (laughs) i mean it's insane uh Yeah, good good point. I mean, even LinkedIn spends tons of money on, I remember like listening to like Tim Ferriss and he, he was, there was LinkedIn ads and I was like, I was like, okay, that's how, you know, it's mainstream if we're, if we're putting that much money and you know, Tim Ferriss, I'm sure is not cheap to advertise on.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, All of these podcasts are, are a booming industry right now. So specifically at LinkedIn, what type of tools does LinkedIn offer for anyone that's looking to grow their business? So we so we have four different product lines, um, the most
1: popular that most people know is the career branding so if you're looking to hire. Um, that there's I think now we're up to 700 million linkedin members wow. so yeah it's, it's it tends to be a higher quality of candidate compared to like indeed and some of the other ones. Um, just because like on LinkedIn, it's harder to to lie about your, your background, right? So there's like the, the public accountability aspect of it. There's marketing solutions. So let's say you wanna host a conference for specifically like CFOs or, or chief information officers. You can target like specific industries into like specific titles. And you can even be as specific as, hey, I want companies that are between 20 to a hundred million dollars in revenue. So there's no other platform where you can target that specifically. Uh, LinkedIn Learning is, is just a is an online learning platform where there's millions of people using it. And, and the switch over, COVID actually has accelerated us. So we've, we have have all-time record engagement on there. And then lastly, most people have probably heard of it, um, but Sales Navigator, which is a tool to, to get competitive insights into companies so that you're having much more targeted outreach. Um, for instance, I give... Like If you're targeting tech companies that are trying to get like series uh, A, B or C funding, you can set these specific targets and then Sales Navigator will give you all that intel so that when you reach out, you can use that um, to make much more targeted and personalized outreach.
0: That's really interesting. What about those that want to stand out on LinkedIn? What are some tips in order to help facilitate that?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think what I mean. Some people are very strict about who they they choose to add on LinkedIn, but for me, I, I would say just add everyone that you've ever meet, met, even once, because there's so many times where I've met a person once, and you know, you just never know. And then they work at a company where I, I just want to learn a little bit more about the culture, and then you know, they've helped me introduce me into meeting with the CFO or the COO. So you just never know. Um, where someone may end up and and it's pretty cool like there's people that i've only met once and when i'm fundraising for my charities like for orphans uh, future alliance for instance i'll just reach out and they and they'll donate like 300 dollars, and i've literally have only met them once so mm-hmm. you just never know you know i think it's good to keep an open mind
0: what about posting? Um, when is content maybe too much or, or too little? What's the right amount to post and what's maybe the best time to post in order to maximize the views that you're going to get on LinkedIn?
1: Yeah. So I, I would say the time doesn't, doesn't necessarily matter as much as just the quality of content. Mm-hmm. My, my, my buddy, Austin hemline uh, he's one of my, I interviewed him for my podcast recently. So he's what you would call like a LinkedIn influencer. And and basically what he told me, what's important is just when you're really responsive to your comments. So when you write something that's engaging and people write on it, the, the quicker, you know, there's the more back and forth you have. So the first hour is crucial. So if you're getting a lot of engagement, the first hour, it'll, it'll, it's more likely to post that to more of your network. So the first hour is very crucial. So as long as you have engagement, and then people like lists, like because I think it's easier to digest if it's in a list form. So you say, for instance, you know, the top ten things I learned from my my LinkedIn internship during the summer before I before I enter my senior year. You know, that's like a very easy to consume um, format. So that tends to be the most popular, uh, from what we've seen from from his content marketing um, analysis.
0: What about sharing other people's posts? Is that a good way to kind of expand your reach as well as promote uh, one of your contacts as well?
1: Yeah, I think when you share others' posts, make sure you write a little blurb about why it's important to you because I think a lot of people will share, but they won't write anything. So the more personalized you make it and the more you talk about why you're, why you're passionate about helping whoever it is, um, that that's important as well.
0: Talk a little bit about that being personal, because I feel like we, we talked a lot about how business strategies have evolved and how communicating has evolved, especially during this pandemic. And we're doing a lot of things remotely. It, it might be harder to be more personal, but little personal mm-hmm. approaches like a handwritten letter, let's say, or even an email follow up immediately that adds a nice little touch, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think as we become more digitized and I think as we become more automated with artificial intelligence, people can tell when it's uh, email that is generic versus for me, what I do is I'll I have a spreadsheet where I'll remember, I'll write something very specific about how I met that person. And then I'll remember. So if they talked about how they went to, they got um, they were proposed to in Bermuda, for instance, like I'll put these little notes into my Excel sheet and then when it's their birthday or whenever they get a promotion, I'll send them a handwritten note. And a lot of people really enjoy that personal touch just because nowadays, like, because everything's so digital, um, it's, it's surprising when someone gets a handwritten letter and then, you know, you wanna make sure you, you buy nice stationery and, and, and make it nice because I think that goes a long way as, as we have more automation, as we have more uh, functionality that makes it people become lazy and, and people can tell when it's just um, like an, like an automated blast versus if you took the time to personalize even the beginning or the end of it.
0: It's really interesting. Uh, You mentioned your own podcast. What type of things are you discussing on uh, whether it's your podcast or your YouTube page? What are you talking about? Yeah. So what, what's,
1: Top of mind right now, I'd say it was a lot of the diversity initiatives, a lot of company are really focusing on hiring diverse talent, and and that doesn't necessarily mean like ethnicities, it could be just diversity and different backgrounds right it, you know whether you work for a huge fortune 1000 company or you have startup experience. Or you know you you, you work for a family owned business, I think the more diverse type of people you have just the the, the more opinions and the, and more ideas you can have and the, and I think companies are starting to see the value of that.
0: You're also a board member for Cheers for Charity. Tell us more about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I try to keep myself busy. Um uh, so yeah, so I work for, so LinkedIn is awesome where we we were a company that uh donates a lot to 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 charity, so I I get involved with a lot of the social impact efforts. So for instance, this, the past two weeks, I was able to raise uh, $4,000 for Orphans Future Alliance, which is for orphans in Vietnam. Um, and LinkedIn has a one-to-one match program. So, you know, they were able to double that. So, um, you know, I, I spent a lot of time doing a lot of volunteer efforts for LinkedIn, LinkedIn's employees. So we, we I think they said like we volunteered like 10,000 hours something crazy like that. So yeah, it's it's pretty cool to to work for a company where you know just in New York City alone we we've uh, volunteered over 10,000 hours of community service. Uh, that's fantastic.
0: Uh, where can people go for more information on you or on ver- your various charitable works uh or LinkedIn learning solutions?
1: Yeah, def- I would say on LinkedIn is <laughs> <It's> the best <laughs> way to find me.
0: <laughs> and you have links to all of your uh, all of your endeavors on there, I assume.
1: Yeah. 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 I, I, I hope so. I, I'm a, a huge LinkedIn nerd. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so if anyone needs any advice on how they could spruce up their profile or how to, how to market your, your, your company or anything, feel free to reach out.
0: At Davidson Hang. That's H A N G Davidson. I appreciate the time and the information. Thank you so much. Cool. Appreciate you. Thanks to Davidson for that great information, and in keeping with the theme of business development, Daniel Bagginski, marketing director at CG, and Single Throw Marketing's Larry Balin recently hosted a webinar discussing digital marketing through a crisis and how to make the most of your social media and web presence. Topics included the increasing importance of social media during the pandemic, email marketing strategies, ranking on page one of Google, and more. And for more, we welcome in Daniel Bagjinski, Danielle. How could you best sum up what this webinar detailed?
2: So this webinar really focused on the increasing importance of social media, email marketing, and web presence in this new virtual world. Um primarily, we focused a lot on social media um email marketing search engine optimization, Google rankings to really summarize why digital marketing is so important. Digital marketing is so important now more than ever, especially in the midst of the pandemic.
0: Oh, of course. And our guest Davidson Hang talked to us about the benefits of LinkedIn as a social media platform. But how do the other social media platforms like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, even TikTok, how do they come into play?
2: So the great thing about social media is that it's had such a profound impact on marketing. And the key to really knowing what channel to participate in is really knowing your audience. So you really want to delve deep into who is that buyer persona? Who are you trying to reach? And what are you trying to tell them? So I think primarily for businesses, a lot of times they get so focused on the LinkedIn because it's and, you know, truthfully so, considered more of a professional social platform. But, you know, don't forget about the Facebook, the Instagram. And like you said before, Scott, the TikTok, because especially TikTok and Snapchat, they're poised to be really strong contenders. And I always tell people, don't be afraid to play, especially when it comes to content. And the great thing about the different platforms is that you can sort of optimize and curate that content to best fit your audience and to really deliver content to them that's relevant. But what I really want to say is that it's so important with the different social platforms to really know the demographic and the audience that's on there. Because for example, I wouldn't necessarily have the same content and messaging on LinkedIn that I would on TikTok. And certain content works different and works better for different platform. So for example, you know, while Facebook, you know, organic traffic down is organic traffic has been down, you really want to be on Facebook. I read that um if Facebook was a country, it'd actually be the largest on earth. Hmm. And you know, really links Images with minimal text, curated content works great for Facebook, while for Instagram you're really focused on those high-res images and especially those stories. Um, Instagram really has such deep brand engagement and those stories I'm seeing become increasingly popular with businesses.
0: That's really interesting uh, because everyone's trying to find different ways to stand out on the various social media platforms. So what you're saying is the different types of posts on the different platforms are really how you maximize your exposure. Absolutely.
2: So a lot of people will utilize social media, especially the publishing tools and really po- post the same content across each platform. But what I want to stress is it's important to really optimize the content for that particular platform. So, for example, on Twitter, you have two hundred and eighty characters or less. And believe me, it's plenty. You could say a lot in two hundred and eighty characters. <laughs> believe me. And, you know, your audience is always, you're always going to have some overlap between your audience. For example, I'm on, I kind of have to be, but I'm on almost all the social media platforms, but our business isn't necessarily on all of the platforms because what we really look is where our target audience is and really utilize those platforms the way they work best for us. So, you know, it's always really important to think about your messaging and your content but also focus on what particular social media channel you're using. And I I say a lot, you know, it's really important to conduct an audit of your social media channels. I do it at least once a month. I delve in and look to see what the top performing posts are and what type of content it is. Is it video? Is it GIFs or GIFs? I know there's some, I say GIF, but that is just me. (laughs) Um, Or, you know, is it share content that's performing really well? And you know, it's really important to look at your analytics. And I say monthly, you can do it more. You could do it quarterly. You know, whatever works for you, but don't be afraid to test and play and really just kind of keep you know, keep your content malleable. So, you know, you can really find your key audience and go to them and be where the conversation is happening with your audience.
0: Aside from social media, how important is email marketing?
2: So important. So you know what's interesting about email marketing in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic? I'm sure you, Scott, too, have received a ton of emails, but it's like every business that I've ever interacted with in my life Mm -hmm. in email. These are unprecedented times. How are you? We're in this together. And you know, those are great, but you know, now I think we we've been in it. So, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic really created this tidal wave of automated emails. So, you have to really be careful right now of that. I'm calling it the coronavirus fatigue. So, Email marketing is such a great form of communication, and you can also link it with, you know, your web presence and your social media to have a really cohesive digital marketing strategy. But with email marketing, you know, it's a great tool, but you really, you know, you have to be diligent about monitoring the the content of your emails and very importantly, the design of your emails as well to make sure they're working for you. And I would say the most important component in my opinion, for an email is to have a clear call to action. What do you want your email recipient to do? You know, do you want them to donate to your nonprofit? Do you want them to sign up for an event? Is it to download an an ebook or a white paper? Be really clear and just be really transparent. But email marketing, you absolutely need to be doing it right now, especially because we are all digital every day.
0: Absolutely. This is all great stuff, Danielle. Where can people go and, and see this webinar and soak in some more information?
2: So they can go to cgteam.com and there's a link right on the home page where you can view our webinars. You can view today's webinars and any webinars that we've also done in the past. And you can feel free to share it, download it, and absolutely feel free to reach out, you know, with any questions or if there's any topics that you'd like to, you know, delve deeper into. It's it's a lot. You know, I think sometimes when you think of this digital world, it can be overwhelming. But I always say, you know what, start small and then expand. So happy to chat anytime.
0: Great advice, Danielle. Thanks so much.
2: Thank you, Scott.
0: Great stuff from Danielle. You can view this webinar at cgteam.com slash cg-webinars. And you've heard from Davidson Hang about business and marketing strategies in a virtual world So now take the next step and reach out to CG's advisory team at cgteam.com slash advisory. CG offers an array of advisory and consulting services designed to help you and your business reach and exceed your financial goals. The CG team has more than 40 years experience in a variety of industries to provide the specialized support you deserve. From marketing to strategic planning to business operations, CG is focused on your top end bottom bottom line. Best of all, CG advisors are focused on the road ahead and will be with you every step of the way. Visit cgteam.com slash advisory to learn more about their value-added business advisory and consulting services. Once again, I'm Scott Seidenberg. Thank you for tuning in to the CG Business Advisor podcast. And a reminder, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts from or simply check us out at cgteam.com.